Our reading this morning comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 to 12. It's headed, The Great Multitude in White Robes. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. before. Um, so we're really blessed to have Gemma home with us. She'll be going back to Nepal uh, in the next few weeks, um, but we're going to hear a little bit from her about what she's doing and how she's helping people in the Himalayas discover hope in Jesus. Absolutely. Thanks, Bree. Awesome. Well, I just want to take a time to begin and actually thank York Street uh, in specific. It's where I grew up. It's my roots. It's my heritage. My foundation in Christ kind of began here. So I just want to thank uh, each person here today. Thank you for how you have uh, set a culture and created a community that loves Christ and continues to further his kingdom. Um, I also just want to thank the, the missions team uh, for all their support and their networking and uh, constant communication. And thank you, Bree and, and Tim and Yvette. You've uh, met the world and Renata. Um, so I'm just going to open in prayer and we can jump into it. Um, yes. Holy Spirit, we just, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that we have the privilege uh, to come together as family, uh, simply dive into your scriptures and your word and discover who you are, Jesus. We just ask that your presence would come upon us today. Uh, we just declare that we love you and you're so worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. So as Bree shared, um, I've been living uh, in the Himalayas for the last three years, been with YWAM the past four years. So I think 2015 was my last Australia Day in Australia, so it's definite joy uh, to be here um, celebrating. Um, we predominantly work amongst the unreached. If you're not sure what that term kind of means, there's uh, an area on the world map, which is the 1040 window, uh, which is, makes up uh, Asia, specifically the Middle East and the Horn of Africa. Uh, these are all uh, areas that make up about three billion people who simply don't have access to the gospel in their own language or have never heard of Jesus. Uh, so that's where I am. I'm 
in the Himalayas in response to the, the Great Commission and seeing that uh, everyone will hear and know uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so I'm going to share a couple stories today. Uh, I love the power of a, a testimony, simply seeing that uh, a testimony is one that it literally spurs on faith as you hear it and hear uh, who God is and his character, uh, all of a sudden your heart is, is stirred and compelled in faith. Um, yeah. All right, so our first story. Uh, our first story f- uh, begins with a gentleman who I ran into. Uh, we were in the far uh, west uh, of Nepal in the Himalayas. Uh, many days walk, many days travel. Uh, and finally arriving in a region, uh, it was we had uh, crossed, crossed paths and all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me, go, go over and, and talk to this man. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll do it. And I had noticed that he had a bit of a limp, had a bit of a hobble. And I was like, maybe it's an injury. Maybe I'm not sure what's going on. And so I went and struck up a conversation. And he went on to say that, oh, actually, like, I have one leg uh, significantly shorter than the other. And so I, I've never fully um, walked well in my life. I always hobble. And I was like, oh, wow, like, I actually believe in a God that uh, heals. Uh, do you mind if I pray for you? And he's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what that is, but yeah, pray for me. Um, maybe your God can heal me. And so began to, to lay hands on him, just as the Great Commission says, lay hands and they'll be made well. And so I began praying for him and just a simple prayer, Jesus, heal him in Jesus' name. And he's sitting there. Nothing really happens. And then begin to look, and his friends start gathering around him. Like, uh, he's sitting on the ground, and we're kind of holding his uh, feet uh, up. And so his friends are gathering around, kind of rowdy and shouting, and are like, my goodness, like, they're moving. Something's happening. And he's like, no, no, nothing's happening. And his friend's like, no, your feet. Your feet are the same length. Your leg has grown. And he, still in denial, is, like, shocked. He looks down, and he, he gets helped up and stood up, and his, his leg has grown out. Um, yeah, which there is really no other explanation than, than Jesus, and, and God has, has healed him. And so it's just quite hilarious being there, and he's still convinced. It took his friends to actually let him know that, wait, this has actually happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, so as we... Um, yeah, as we continued uh, talking to him, this one woman came up to, to me and said, hey, uh, I've, I've just seen what's happened, and I've been taken back about who this God is. Like, he's obviously real. Uh, he can heal. I, um, I have a son. He's six years old. His name's Biraj. He is uh, deaf and mute. Uh, I wonder if maybe tomorrow uh, we can catch up and I can bring my son and, and we can pray for him. And I said, oh, great, like, let's do it. And so, as promised, uh, she rocks up to the home that we were staying at. Uh, she brings her husband and her son along. And they kind of shuffle in, sit on the floor. We're in Asia, we're all sitting on the floor. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and so she brings her son forward, and we do the same thing. We lay hands and, and begin praying for this boy. And... He's, he's kind of sitting there, like, kind of confused, but in his own little world, he's not really sure what's going on. As I can imagine it would be living with that kind of uh, disability impairment. Uh, but he's sitting there, uh, we're praying, and, and nothing really happens. Uh, 
we uh, begin a conversation about uh, Hinduism and the strongholds and barriers that uh, Hinduism can carry. And she goes, oh, we're actually, we're actually Hindus. I uh, have come here because I've realized that my appeasements and my offerings have never amounted to anything. Uh, she goes on to say, actually, um, I, I have, like all over us, we have uh, our, our tribal necklaces and, and beads and bracelets, which are all appeasements to our gods. I've, I've decided that we don't want to continue uh, in this life of darkness and, and not knowing uh, what, what we're following. But in reality, I've, uh, I've witnessed this Jesus, and I want to know more, and I want to surrender my life. And so she, she goes on to say, I, I believe this is the one true God. I, I, I feel like this is the shift that we're going to see in my family. And so she ends up saying, hey, like, do you have any, uh, like a knife, or they call them kukuris. They're like a tribal knife, can do everything with them in Nepal. You ever come, you'll see people chopping garlic, onion, and also killing the goat, <laughs> Every, <laughs> everything with them. And so we get a kukuri, and uh, she, she begins cutting off these uh, bracelets and, and ties that are on uh, Biraj Hassan and on them. And yeah, we... Uh, we continue to pray, and she, she goes up to her son and simply grips, grips his face, and all of a sudden, there is all this noise that is happening, and we notice, we look over at Biraj, and he's starting to twitch and, and, and jump, like, and we're like, oh, this is quite bizarre, like, his, his movements have changed, like, I wonder what's going on, and she starts to weep. Uh, the mother, she grips his face and says, Ama, which means, which means mom in Nepali. She's saying, Ama, Ama, like, I'm your mom. Ama, Ama. And she continues on, and, and then he responds, Ama, Ama. And that was the first uh, time he, he spoke, the first time. Yeah. 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 And so... Yeah, quite powerful, uh, being in the midst of someone's life completely changing for the very first time. All of a sudden, you and yourself are completely changed, completely different. I, um, after reflecting on what happened that day, I, I felt the world highlight uh, Mark 5, um, how it goes on to talk about how Jesus cast... Uh, demons out of a man into pigs, and it was so wild because he brought this uh, radical deliverance into this man who, he was the man that lived in the village. He was bound by chains. People knew him as the crazy one, and then all of a sudden Jesus came and, and set him free, um, and then he was a completely different man, and so he ended up returning uh, to his village, and everyone was astounded. Who is this guy? We've grown up with this guy. He's, this is not him. Like, he is crazy. He's the one who uh, has demons upon him, and his mind is, is lost. Um, and he goes to Jesus, Jesus, take me with you. Jesus, take me with you. And Jesus goes on to say, um, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. He, um, he could have said, come, come along with me. But instead, he, he said, return home to your people. Return home and make a difference. And so in the same way, uh, Biraj, who once uh, was deaf and dumb and 
was an outcast of society, was looked down upon in the Hindu realm, wasn't able to function as a, as a normal human would, uh, is now returning to a home, uh, a village and a community made well and uh, in an area where there's a lasting impact able to be made. Um, yeah. I think it's wild even to consider for our own lives uh, and how there has been a transformation in our hearts, uh, in our behavior and how we see life and how that looks uh, in our everyday uh, work life and space. Um, I'm gonna share a second story. Um, this story is a little bit different, uh, but it also uh, continues to rejoice in who Jesus is and kind of advocate that he is all-powerful and he is, does the impossible. Uh, we were, we stumbled across a village uh, that we were partnering with and we arrived and sought out the, the head man, the head chief. And he said, come, 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 like uh, sit down, we'll make tea, chia, if you've ever had, uh, in India it's called chai, you might be familiar with that. We all sat down, have our cup of tea. Um, he says, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a boy who's gonna go uh, to all the fields, the harvest fields, uh, where everyone is working, and collect all the people who are sick and bring them. Um, <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Um, and so we sit there and, and sit there, and maybe 45 minutes pass, and then this little boy comes running up, fully exhausted, and he whispers to the headman, like, what's going on? And the headman goes on to say, I don't, I don't know what's happened, but as he's gone out into the fields, as he's gone out into uh, the village, as he's sat here and drank tea, every single person in this village has been made well. There are no sick people or pain. <laughs> yeah, wild. So even on reflecting on those stories, they seem wild, they seem out of this world, but in reality, it is Jesus. That is what Jesus does, you open up. Uh, the Gospels, you open up Acts. That's our regular, everyday life. And so I love looking uh, even upon Jesus and seeing that he is uh, our hope. He is the reason why we get up each morning. He is what we look to uh, in eternity. Um, so uh, if you want to stand with me, we're going to read something together. Um, for wants to stand. Yes. Um, do you have uh, the passage, the, the passage in Revelation, James, or Colin? Uh, if everyone wants to get their Bibles um, and turn to Revelation, <laughs> Revelation seven. If you don't have it, you can look it up on Google or on your phone. Um, you want to take your right hand and put it on the shoulder next to you, your neighbor. <laughs> So it says in, uh, I'm just going to read something quick before we read this out, but in Matthew 24, 14, uh, it says, and the, this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed uh, throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. It goes on to say in Revelation, it gives a picture of what uh, eternity, of what heaven will look like. And so us as a family, as church, we're going to continue, we're going to declare this and prophesy it. Uh, over across these regions, over across uh, Australia, across uh, Nepal and Pakistan and Tibet uh, and the Horn of Africa, um, 
that this would be. All right, so we're all ready to read? We've all found it? All right, so we're going to start with verse 9. Ready? One, two, three. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Still gone. Good. (laughs) Worship God. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be our God forever and ever. Amen. So, if this has struck a chord, if the Holy Spirit is doing something inside of you uh, right now, uh, I'm just going to pray a prayer, and you can uh, accept it in your heart and in agreement. Um, yeah. Holy Spirit, so thankful for you, are Jesus. I thank you that you uh, truly are our hope. You truly are our purpose and our joy. I thank you that even in the midst of the most uh, remote regions of this globe, that you are there, that you are present. I ask right now that uh, upon us, upon York Street, that we would have an overwhelming compassion for the lost. Holy Spirit, today, that you would open our hearts uh, and give us a taste of the unconditional love that you have for us, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we just open our hands and we just say that we're ready to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're welcome to have a seat. That's all I have today. I am just going to quickly share a couple of uh, prayer points. So if you have a notebook or uh, a phone that you want to take notes on, just going to share a couple of prayer points. Um, So uh, one one thing that we are focusing on here in 2020 is that when you're working among the unreached, you stumble across uh, dialects and languages. Uh, that have simply never been translated in the Bible. And so uh, moving forward into 2020, we are translating a new dialect uh, into the Bible. And so we would appreciate if you would pray uh, simply for uh, open doors and connections, uh, that it would run uh, swiftly and smoothly uh, as we continue, we begin translation. Um, We've got another prayer point. Um, In June, uh, we are running our fourth DTS. If you don't know what a DTS is, it's a discipleship training school. It's pretty much the entryway into YWAM or Youth with a Mission. Uh, It's six months uh, simply uh, committing to know God and and make him known. Uh, So if you have uh, graduated high school and you're wondering, hey, what am I doing in June? Uh, pray, Pray into it and we can get connected and you're welcome to come. And join us in the Himalayas for a couple months. Um, lastly, um, uh, I would love it uh, if we could uh, partner together in praying for uh, the persecuted church in Nepal. Uh, there has been an open window in Nepal for quite some time, and uh, praise God, we're still seeing it open, but there is definitely an increase uh, in persecution. And so I would love it if you would pray uh, for our local believers, uh, that they will be strengthened in all boldness, uh, that they would have wisdom and, and discernment. Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'm all finished. Uh, 
whoever's coming up. Yes. Um, well, if you want to partner with Gemma financially, um, feel free to come and find me after service. Mm -hmm. My name is Brianna. I'm on the missions committee, um, so I look after Gemma when she's away. Um, so if you would like to partner with her financially on a regular basis, please come and find me after the service. Um, but if you feel prompted to give a one-time donation, there's envelopes in the pews. Uh, so if you put Gemma's name on that um, and then hand into the office for me or one of the bags maybe next week, um, then that will go straight to Gemma as well. Um, thank you, Gemma. We'd just love to spend some time praying for you really oh, awesome. quickly. So can you Just before we pray, can I ask a couple of quick questions? Yeah, Is that all right? First, we got a little boy to run around and gather all the sick people. What I will do is ask um, anybody on the missions team to come up as we pray in just a moment. But one of the, the couple of things that, that always stands out about when somebody has come from overseas where they're just totally dependent on God and out of their comfort zone, and God just shows up really mightily. And then we come on a Sunday, and we sit in church, and it's really comfortable. And we, we miss out on seeing what God's doing, and we miss out on that. And so, so the questions are, are around that. The first question is, you, you mentioned that when you saw that man who had the, the short leg, that you felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Can you just share, because some of us may not know what that prompting looks like. And it can be really diverse for different mm -hmm. people. But can you share just a little bit about what was the prompting? What, what, how did God speak to you in that moment? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, God speaks. <laughs> um, in that moment, I was uh, quite simple. Um, I think uh, most of us are aware we have a conscience um, and you, you think and, and things like that. But there is a difference uh, between uh, the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to you and your own thoughts. And so I think it kind of starts from that point of actually uh, differentiating, okay, like, wait, is this me? Is this my flesh? Is this me just thinking what I'm thinking? Um, am I? And right then knowing that, no, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to talk to someone I don't know. But realizing, oh, wait, this is the Holy Spirit. He's prompting me uh, to go and approach this, this man. So I think that's kind of where it begins. Wow. So, so I love that you're obedient to that. Because so many of us would go, oh, that's just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> and, and say no. And in doing that, it actually closes the door that, mm -hmm. that God wants to open. So that's a, that's a challenge in itself. So thank you for being obedient. The other part in that, similar, that same story is then you pray like a, a really in-depth prayer. Like it was deeply theological can you just share, just in, in the moment, because you don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, you, God's led you to someone, and then, mm -hmm. you go, okay, God, how do you pray for someone in that situation? What, what, mm -hmm. what goes through your mind? How do you bring it down and, and then start the prayer, and, and how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of, you open up scripture, you open up the Bible, and uh, realize that, oh, we we actually, as believers, carry full authority in us. So when Jesus said, heal the sick, he didn't say, oh, like, maybe if you pray, maybe I might actually just heal them. It's like, no, as you, as a believer who carries the authority of, of Jesus, uh, declare healing, they will be healed. And so it doesn't have to be 
a lengthy prayer, even though if you want to pray that, go for it. But it is it's just a simple, simple process. Awesome. It, it mm-hmm. sounds like this is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can all do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. I, th- I think that's yeah, that was my my thing. Just thinking as a church, like how often we we miss an opportunity here in Australia. You don't have to be overseas. Well, well, we love that you know, God's word is going to the unreached. I can't believe it. three million billion billion. Sorry, I missed a zero. Yeah, um, <laughs> three billion people. Um, I was recently researching China, India. I was researching recently that two billion people are Christians. Which means, like, and I was thinking, yay, the Christians, yeah, we're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> um, but we're actually not. Now, when you think of three billion, half the population of the world aren't even reached yet. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not the majority. There's so much need, mm-hmm. and we don't even have the courage to be obedient in Ballarat. To win God's, you know, so thank you so much for sharing, for your vulnerability, for being willing. And can we put our hands together for what God is doing overseas? That is incredible. That's um, one of our prayers this year is we want to hear those stories, but from here. We want to continue to hear the stories from over there. And I'm still wrestling with the story. You just shared in passing about a month back about praying for a Bible. And, oh, there it is in the river, floating past. Just like... (laughs) Uh, brilliant, uh, but, and, and I love those stories, and it inspires us, so thank you just for being you, and for being obedient, and for the missions team, and everyone that's, that's journeying, it's really awesome. Can I invite those on the missions team, if you're here, um, to come, we're going to lay on hands, and we'll pray, have we got any more here? No, maybe they're coming. Three, come on. Awesome, <laughs> efficiency, <laughs> this is good. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the obedience of Gemma, to put you first, to listen to your voice over her own, to push through that uncomfortable space and then just have a faith in the scripture to pray the simple prayers. And Lord, we thank you for what you've been doing in and through that, that that while we get a great story here in Australia, Overseas, a life has been transformed. Not just physically, in the the lengthening of a leg and the, the repairing of the hearing and the speaking, but Lord, the spiritual power that has been able to be communicated through that, that lives have been transformed, that strongholds have been broken. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing overseas. We thank you for the partnership. Thank you for the stories. And thank you for the challenge that we take as individuals and as the church to go from this place and be better. Better at hearing your voice. Better than giving in to you rather than leaning back on our own insecurities and comfortable state. Help us to pray those simple prayers for those who need you the most. Lord, we pray for open doors and opportunities to take place. Lord, we pray that your spirit would go ahead the same way as the spirit went ahead when the boy went to round up those sick people and everyone was healed. Lord, we pray that there would be a healing of closeness. There would be a healing against those things that stand against you so that when the message goes out, 
that it would be received in the loving spirit that it is given. We pray for the translation of Scripture. We pray that through your word, that your truth, your love, and your healing nature would be communicated to the point where lives are transformed and saved for an eternity. Lord, we pray for those students that are looking to how to go deeper in their journey with you, how to step out of their comfort zone and how to step onto a field of mission. Lord, we pray that you would make it really clear in their hearts and in their minds and in their spirit what you are calling them to do. We pray for the training and the preparation. And we thank you for the thousands upon thousands of lives that will be changed because of their willingness to be obedient. Lord, as a church, I pray that for us too. I pray that each and every one of us would take this example of faithful, willing service and we would take it into our week. May we hear your voice and may we act upon it. May we pray the simple prayers so that you may work in and through us to impact others. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks a lot.